0: Praise the Lord. Let's uh, look at the Word. I want to go into the Word a little bit this morning because we're excited about looking into the Word and just looking at what God has for us on Resurrection Sunday. Uh, this is this has got to be one of the most cool seasons on the planet. Uh, and uh, we started, you know, coming into the week. How many of you have been kind of looking forward to this this week? Some of you have been looking forward with uh, prayer or setting aside time, or uh, we had Good Friday here, and so commemorating uh, the death of the Lord and, you know, just reflecting on uh, the cool stuff that at the same time that the Jewish people were sacrificing the Lamb, that which they had done since the Exodus, Jesus the Lamb was being sacrificed. At the same time that the feast of unleavened bread began. Jesus, the unleavened bread, was being placed into the earth. And today, this is, this is Resurrection Day, but it's also uh, first fruits. He's the first fruits of resurrection. How many of you know you're going to rise from the dead? How many of you know that death cannot hold you? How many of you know that? Amen? Yeah? Isn't that exciting? that we can live in the light of all of that. Father, we just, we just ask you now to just grab our hearts with what you have for us today. We welcome your Holy Spirit to teach, instruct, lead us into life and, and richness in you, richness in Yeshua, in Jesus, in this one who has done so much for us. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. And begin. I want to jump in to talk to you about a pain-free life, is where life begins. Uh, how many of you ever had some pain in your life? Third John two says, "Beloved, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers." Everybody say, "Soul prospers." The soul has something to do with health. It has something to do with where life begins. But I want to start by just reflecting on everyday pain and just physical pain. And I know you've all experienced stuff like that. And, and how that physical pain demands medication. Uh, or maybe you, when you're going through physical pain, demand medication. Anybody ever demanded some medication? You know, if it's a little cut, if it's a, if it's a bruise, uh, if it's just a small thing, then uh maybe just a little Tylenol will do right? Maybe a little uh antiseptic medication will do anybody uh anybody remember when you f- fell off your bike and skinned your nose real good and then your mom wanted to rub hydrocortisone on your on your wound anybody go back to rubbing alcohol hydrocortisone any anything that stung real good so there's you know there's medication that There's medication that we turn to for those little bruises, those little owies, those those skinned up knees. And I remember one time uh, our family, we were supposed to go to uh, the park, and I was out riding my bike. I was riding, uh, I just, don't you hate it when the city puts uh, that gravel on the road, and then they put the gooey tar on top, and they're trying to... They're trying to seal coat the roads or something. So I I was out on one of those days, fell, tore my knee wide open. That was painful. How many of you've done that? Come on, hands up in the room. Yeah. So various levels of pain require you know different levels of medication, and it's it's normal, it's right, it's uh it's fitting for us to seek out medication when we're younger. You know we. We kind of turn to those around us, and they probably turn to us with, come here, come here, let me hold you. And we're probably, we probably got some good moisture squirting out of our eyes about that time, right? Potentially a good holler going on. Uh, but if it's, a little, if it's a little greater of a pain, sometimes there's, there's greater levels of pain. So depending on the level of injury, there could be greater levels of pain. Sometimes it doesn't it's not caused by us. I I, I will confess to you, I, I caused myself a great level of pain at one time uh running this finger and this thumb through the table saw. So yeah, that was uh that was not a good day. It was so that was I was about nineteen, I was working for my dad, he was a contractor at the time, and and uh this finger was dangling by just the ligament on the bottom. And I I walked in and showed it to my dad, and he fainted. I'm like, Dad, this is no t- <laughs> this is, You know, he hands me a paper towel. We wrap it up. We get to the hospital. He's, You know, we're trying to get me checked in, and, he, and the nurse, all I can hear is Mr. Wolf, Mr. Wolf talking to my dad. It'll be okay. Put your head between your knees, Mr. Wolf. I'm like, I'm the injured one. Would you pay attention to me, please? There's stuff like that that happens to us, and that took a while to heal. That took a while to get over, and that took a, a little more than Tylenol. Don't you hate some of that stuff, though, that goes beyond Tylenol? Because it makes you loopy. You have dreams and visions, and like, what is what is up with this? You know, it's not even the Holy Spirit. I, You know, then I'm riding my motorcycle one time. I grew up riding motorcycles a lot, and uh, there was a kid I didn't like to ride with. I really didn't like the kid's attitude that well, but... Anyway, he had like an old Honda 160. You old guys remember that? Twin, a little twin, Honda 160. And uh, so instead of your standard breakaway or bend away foot pegs with a little spring on them, so if you hit something, they kind of spring back and the spring, right? They'd welded rebar there. How I many of you know that might be a bad idea? So I'm at the bottom of a hill in an orchard waiting to climb the hill, and he comes by me as fast as could be. Clips my leg with that rebar sticking out, breaks both of my bones. He didn't know it. He just went up to the top of the hill. That was a bad day. That that, that was painful. Now here, you know, to to increase the pain of that occurrence and really, you know, milk that one for all it was worth, uh, the first doctor, sometimes when you go into the emergency clinic, they really don't know what they're doing. And so the first doctor said, it's not broken. So, he just puts me in some kind of a weird little thing, and I was walking around on that for a week or more, telling my parents, this hurts. This is not good, right? So, more x-rays, a little later, both bones broken. So, that's what they call a practicing physicians. Sorry, guys, but, but pain like that, we kind of, we, we know it's going to go away pain like that, it doesn't last forever. We know it's going to go away. It's healable, it's fixable, but then there's chronic pain, and some of us today know what that's like. We're dealing with, some of us are dealing with chronic pain. I'm telling you all my fun adventures today, but I'm sure you've got a few. Some of you know, a couple of years ago, I fell off of the roof. That was a special day. Crushed two vertebrae, the crazy little foam rubber in there, my little cushions discs. Thank you, love. The, uh, those things were fine. And uh the next morning, I woke up virtually pain free, which was weird because all the surgeons want to know how bad it is. And Ellen, and I wants to know how bad it is. And you're like, uh, uh, uh it seems okay. I was like, but a lot of us know the pain of back injury. Back injury is one of those things that it man. There's just all sorts of us that have hurt our backs and then that that becomes like a chronic situation and we're dealing with pain all of the time and I've had friends that hang on those racks upside down and, and they've done every single thing they could, but that pain just continues and that pain hangs on and they've got to deal with that pain all of the time, day in and day out. Chronic pain can be like that. You follow what I'm saying? Just talking about where life begins today, and I think life begins pain-free. Any of us that have dealt with chronic pain, we, we, we know the way that affects us, and we know the feeling that we have when it goes away. There's the pain of disease. And, and if you haven't dealt with or felt the pain of your disease, usually the pain of disease is chronic, fibromyalgia, cancer, Crohn's disease. We 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 could list all sorts of of diseases that cause chronic pain. And so then we treat that, right? And we know right now there's an opiate epidemic in probably the world but certainly in our nation and some of that is because it started maybe sincerely out of trying to deal with chronic pain trying to trying to numb that pain because we can't function with that pain we can't function well we can't function right we're so we're trying to numb that pain we're trying to we're trying to get a little relief so that we can function anybody know what i'm talking about and then unfortunately we've learned some of these things can be addictive they can be they can be they can be habit forming and not only that but we've discovered that that as you take them or as you take them methodically then they they have a little less of an effect and so you need more of them now i want to i want to switch gears with you today and i want to talk about the pain of soul and i want you to go with me here i want you to i want you to tune into this as we think about where life begins because i think that that your soul is actually more critical, more of a priority than your body. And possibly you could live at a certain level with some ailments or some lack or some hindrances or some difficulties of the body, but, but if your soul is pained, it is extremely crippling. It can be more crippling than the loss of a limb. So I want you to think about your soul today. 3 John 2, I started with that. Beloved, I pray in all respects that you prosper and are in health even as your soul prospers. Now, the crazy thing is, is that as we come to know the Lord, and, and I'm going to just guess and assume many of you have come to know the Lord already, that means you've ind- indicated to Him that you want Him in your life. You've, you've indicated that you want what He's done to, to cover the sins you've committed, and, and you've indicated to Him that you'd like a relationship with Father through Him, and, and, and you want to be a partaker uh, of eternal life. And as Zach was leading us, you're grappling at this thing of, I want a taste of resurrection life. But most of that is, first of all, connected to your spirit, man, not your soul. And your soul, which contains your memory and your history and your personnel, is something that that needs salvation just as your spirit does. And your soul progressively receives of that salvation little by little as you learn how much God loves you, as you learn the Word, as you learn the promises of God, as you allow Him to wash you, as you apply the keys that God has given us in His Word, those keys begin to make a powerful effect on your soul. To shift your mind, will, emotions, reasoning, imagination—to shift you into a person that the Bible calls transformed. Now, now, this is this is what this is what the Lord gets excited about. He got excited, and all of heaven like freaked out, rejoiced, and had a party when you came to the Lord. And just as much so, he's rejoicing as your soul is transformed, as your soul is coming into a place where it's pain-free. After coming to the Lord, we've got lots of pain in the soul still. We have lots of pain, and guess who wants to heal our soul? Guess who wants to minister to our soul? Guess who wants to touch us at a soul level? Guess who wants to completely... Rebuild, redeem, restore our soul. The Lord is after our souls. Our soul is every bit of part of our life and our structure, as our body is. And our soul experiences what I'm going to call blunt trauma. If you've been in a big accident physically, if if you've gone through something physically... Sometimes we'll apply that term to you physically, but, but now also we apply that term to you psychologically, emotionally, at the core of your being and at your soul. The soul has experienced, our souls have experienced blunt trauma just as our bodies can, but in a different way. And some of those things are just small, there's little there's little casualties in peroxide. They will heal right up. We're going to be okay. But others are more like the loss of a limb. That'd be maybe the loss of a relationship or the crushing of vertebrae. That might be harm against our identity, shame or reproach. Injury to the soul is... Is so common to us, and oftentimes we don't get the appropriate medication for those injuries. And I'll give you just some things that cause soul trauma hurtful words, especially hurtful, hurtful words spoken by those that we need love from, profane speech, abandonment of those that you trust, unfulfilled promises rejection of those that you need inappropriate physical touch now these are like these are like injuries to the soul these are like worse than falling off a bike worse than cutting a finger in a table saw these are these have the power to create chronic injury on the inside of us to create like a pain that just continues and doesn't seem to go away. Divorce of parents, unfulfilled dreams, financial collapse, spousal unfaithfulness, employer abuse, divorce, and even regret over our own sins and mistakes. Pain in the soul. What do we do with this pain in the soul? Because just as sure, just as sure as. As our body, pain to the body, demands, requires medication. Just as sure as as it's right to medicate pain of the body, it's right to medicate pain to the soul. It's natural to yearn for, to look for pain, medication for the soul. And these injuries produce something within us. These injuries have the power the chronic, ongoing power to distort our perspective of identity and destiny, to create regret, self-pity, to launch fear within us, fear of failure, fear of acceptance, fear in relationships, fear concerning our own selves and who we think we are, distrust of God, disillusionment. Suicide, bitterness, and depression. Now, if those things are going on because because of injuries, because of every one of us have experienced some of this, if those things are going on, and we don't seek the medication from above, if we don't apply the help that the Lord has outlined in the Scripture, if we if we don't if we just If we just come to church and we're just hoping it's all going to be fixed, if we just gave our life to the Lord and somebody told us, just give your life to the Lord, it'll all be cool. From then on, it's all going to be great. How many of you know now they were lying? There's some keys to to getting that that pain-free life, to actually getting us from... Where we started with the Lord to where we really feel like life has begun. There's some distance between that altar call and, and feeling like we're starting to really flourish and we're really starting to walk with God in such a way that's just free and rich, fulfilling. You know what I'm talking about? if we don't learn these keys to his medication see he's got medication and then there's other offers of medication his medication is the best yeah and if we if we find the keys of his medication then the promise is that we're set free from every other medication. And we begin to taste of that restoration that He's ordained for us. I want to give you just quickly some of these that I think are keys. And this is my invitation today. If the Lord could just drop this into your heart, and if you would just allow the next few minutes to just be Him speaking over you and speaking to you, here's my invitation to you today to to jump in on His keys of medication that launch you into a new realm of living and life. Number one, give Him your current pain. Number one, give Him your current pain. That's the pain of kind of where you find yourself, uh, uh, the the pain of being stuck, the pain of of discouragement, the pain of... Of your own maybe, not just identity, but kind of where you see yourself. And it's, it's often potentially with regard to that injury or some injury, it often feels kind of hopeless. Like, well, this is, this is kind of as far as I'm going. And that's painful for you to say that. So, number one, I want to invite you to give him your current pain what you've come to believe about Jesus wants us to give it over to him to give him our pain he wants to be he wants to be the healer of your soul 1 Peter 5 humble yourselves bef- therefore under the mighty hand of God under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due season cast all your anxiety all of your care on him because he cares for you. Now this is interesting. First Peter five. What what I think is cool about this verse is that I don't know if the Lord is going to take your care if you don't cast it on him each morning. But and he's aware of sparrows that fall. But but what he says is I really need you. And this is Peter writing. I. The Holy Spirit is saying through the apostle that there's power in you casting your cares on him. This passage, this this section of Scripture is where there was concern in the church about is this going to work out for me? Is it going to be all right? Things haven't gone well. And some in the church were really disappointed with what was happening. And so Peter's exhortation was, cast your cares on the Lord. Cast your cares on the Lord. Cast your cares on the Lord. Look to the Lord. In due season, he's going to lift you up. Be assured of this. If you'll cast your cares on the Lord, if you'll cast what you're dealing with, the pain of where you find yourself, the pain of yourself, and kind of that feeling of being stuck, if you'll cast that on the Lord, He cares for you, and in due season, he will lift you up. He'll lift you up out of that. Verse 10 says, uh, it's powerful. Verse 10, I encourage you to read verse 10 of that passage. It says he'll strengthen, he'll restore, he'll establish. He'll he'll just make you amazing. This is what he longs to do. Number two, though, I want to encourage you to do this. Give him what has caused the pain give him what is called cast the current care that you have and the perspective even about you but secondly give him what's caused the pain give him what's caused the pain this is so much of isaiah 53 you know coming into the preparation of of uh, of a day like this resurrection sunday that we would see that he was All that he went through, he did it on our behalf. Isaiah 53, let me read it to you, New International Version. He was despised and rejected by man, a man of suffering, familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised. He took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquity. And the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. I love that, that word peace in the New International Version. Many of you know that is the word out of the Hebrew. That's shalom. The punishment came upon him. What caused the pain? what was it? What, what was the incident? What was the injury? How was it that they hurt you? How was it that, that this started? What, what kind of launched this thing in the first place? What was that circumstance? What was that abuse? What was that damage? What was that profanity? What was that emotional rejection or, or that offense? What was it that started some pain in your life? Father wants you on a day like today, When Jesus has become your shalom, your peace, when Jesus has taken all pain upon himself so that he could bring you shalom, nothing lacking, nothing missing, the fullness of God, he would love it if today that you would just give him that incident and say, you know what, I just turned this over to you. I'm going to let you have this. I'm going to let you... Watch over this. Be the judge of it. I'm going to let you be my defender, my help, my comfort. I'm going to let you be my shalom. I'm going to, I'm going to turn this, and you literally bring that painful occurrence, and you hand it to him. And you just literally say, if, if this morning is the morning that you do this, you literally leave it at the altar, but, but you, you see yourself handing it to him and just saying, Lord, from now on. This thing's too big for me. It's like the loss of a limb. It's like, it's like chronic pain. It's like bugging me all the time. But today, I'm giving it to you. He wants you to hand him the thing that caused the pain. This is where life begins. This is where life begins. And number three, he wants you to give him any medication that you're using to deal with that pain. If you haven't handed him that, if you haven't turned that incident over to him, if you haven't welcomed his healing in your soul, and he wants you to release that medication and look to him as the healer. As the medication of your soul. Isaiah fifty five. This is messianic. This is this is like the cry of the Lord. Isaiah's writing like the cry of the Lord. Come, all you who are thirsty, you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you will live. This is what the Lord's offering. The Lord's saying, my medication is so much better than anything else. It is so much better than anything you're trying, anything you're looking to, anything that you're, kind of, that you're kind of experimenting with or kind of leaning into to kind of dull some of that pain of that incident or that hurt or that, that sorrow or that, that, that failed or that regretful identity you've accepted. He's just saying, my medication is so much better. Don't spend any more time, any more money on anything other than me. I am the medication of your soul. I am the medication of your soul. Come on, we know he was talking about that in Matthew 4 4. In Matthew 4 4, where he says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I want the band to come. Help me this morning, worship team. Weren't they doing a great job? So glad for worship. I'm going to dismiss the baptismal candidates to the foyer. If you'd go to the foyer and meet up with the team out there. So excited for all of you that are getting baptized today. What an exciting day. Amen. Why don't we stand this morning? I won't keep you up long because we've got the baptism coming. We're still early. God has made the time stand still. We know when when Jesus was talking in Matthew 4, 4, he wasn't talking about the physical body, was he? When Satan addressed Jesus, the address was to the physical body. Chapter 3, we pick it up in chapter 3. Jesus is baptized in the River Jordan. When he's baptized, the Holy Spirit appears like a dove A voice from heaven says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Then he goes into 40 days of fasting. Wow. 40 days of fasting. Coming out of 40 days of fasting, he hungered, the word says, King James, any of you hungered? He comes out of fasting, he hungered. uh, And the first temptation is, turn these stones into bread. So at his lowest level of physical need or his highest needed and lowest level of strength, the enemy appeals to him for physical food, but he answers not out of the context of physical food. He answers out of the context of the soul. You know what he was saying? He was saying your soul is more important than your body. He was saying, Your soul is more important than your body. Well, you can bruise my body. My soul is more important. I can cut my body. My soul is more important. My soul gets bruised. I'm going to care for that. My soul gets cut. I'm going to care for that. If there's pain that hits my soul, I'm going to care for that. This is what he was saying. He was saying, Man shall not live by bread alone, that which appeals or that which meets the need of the body, but by every word. Bowed eyes closed this morning all across the auditorium. But you just take a moment and just tune in to the Holy Spirit who is in our midst. I have found the best way to process pain of soul. The best way to process the healing that Jesus brings is Prayer. We're going to worship this morning. We're going to go back into that. Worship this morning. And as we do, I'm going to ask you just to respond, to allow the Holy Spirit to bring healing to your soul. I'm asking the prayer team to come up. And while they're preparing for baptism, and that's going to take them a few minutes, we've got a few minutes to allow the Lord to touch a soft spot on the inside of us. A little bruised place on the inside of us. Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now to just bring the medication from above. Bring the medication from above. We welcome you to bring healing to our souls, Lord. We welcome you to bring healing to our souls. We, we welcome you to reframe the way we see ourselves. We. We want to give things to you this morning. Leave them here. Things that have caused pain. We want to draw refreshment and medication out of you, Lord. We want to leave medication. We want to leave medication. Every other medication, every other form of medication, we want to leave it here today. Come on, we're going to worship, and I'm going to ask you to just allow the Holy Spirit... To bring healing to your soul. This is where life begins. This is where life begins. Just come. We're going to take a few minutes and let the prayer team just minister to our hearts. Thank you, Lord. We thank you that you're here. We thank you that we can cast our cares on you. We thank you that you hear us. Thank you that you're present.